Well, it was interesting trying to come up with whatever <laughs> to talk about this morning. And several things have happened over the um, last week that sort of gelled a few things that I wanted to say. And I'm going to start out by sharing a couple of, of things that people shared with me that I was like in shock that this is happening in this day and age here, right here in our country. I shouldn't have been shocked because we all know things are not like they used to be. But one of the things is um, I, I was talking to a woman whose family lives up in the northeast somewhere. I don't know exactly where. But her sister lives up there and she has three children. And the youngest is a 15-year-old boy. And one day the doorbell rang and he went to answer the door and he opened the door and somebody just stood there with a gun and shot him and killed him. That happened on Thursday. It's like, what? I don't know. No, I don't know where it was. But it's like, whoa, what is going on? And I was telling my daughter about it. And she said, well, Mom, something really weird happened here where we live to my coworker. And they live in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, the father and the son were home. And the mom was out somewhere. And all of a sudden, they just hear the door slam open. Somebody runs into the house, a, a, a young teenager, saw the car keys on the kitchen counter, grabbed them, and ran out, got in the car, and stole the car. Broad daylight. It's like, oh, my word. But that's not the weirdest part of this story. <laughs> this, this is just really crazy. They called the police. And the police come, and they're talking to them, you know, giving them all the, whatever information they had. Well, while the police were there, the kid comes back. So the police jump him. You know, he was bringing the car back. The police jump him, search him. He has a knife. He has a half-empty bottle of booze in his backpack. And he was pretty high on either booze or drugs, they didn't know for sure. But I thought, oh my word, this is so strange. That just happened like two weeks ago. Um, so the whole thing that I had been thinking about, maybe that would be interesting to share, being we're in this kind of strange world nowadays, is in his kingdom, in his realm, there is no fear. No fear. I mean... We all fight fears of different types all the time. But when we can get our focus changed by the power of the Holy Spirit working in us, for it's God who works in us to will and to do of his good pleasure. We don't have to strive and strain and carry on trying to force ourselves not to have fear. We learn to rest in what he's done. And in his kingdom, his realm, the kingdom of heaven... There is no fear. But I just wanted to read um, a scripture to you from the Amplified. And then we're going to get into some, just the cool things of Jesus. Um, 2 Timothy 3.1, and I'm sure all of you are familiar with this scripture. It's 
Paul's talking to Timothy and he says, But understand this, that in the last days will come or set in perilous times of great stress and trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear. And then he goes on and he says what people are going to be like in the last days. And we know that we are in the last days. Um, we don't know how many more last days have to go after today. But we know from Hebrews that we are in the last days. And in the last days, how is God speaking to us? Through his son. When Jesus came and did what he did and died on the cross and shed his blood took all our sin paid the whole thing um, then resurrected we we were with him when he died when we be become a believer and so we were co buried with him co-resurrected with him and co um, seated with him at the right hand of the father in heaven now in the realm now. Um, so we want to get our focus onto him. So all week I've been thinking, oh, okay, Lord, I have help. <laughs> How do you do this? Remember James gave us a lesson and he said, one of the lost arts, so to speak, in the church is how to behold him within and then he went on and said, we learn to behold him in nature and then in the word. Well, the most difficult one is how do you do that within? I mean, it's not just the easiest thing to all of a sudden say, okay, I'm, I'm going to behold you within. Well, how do I do that? You know, so the only way we can do that is to take time and sit before the Holy Spirit sit in his presence um, and you know I, I'm not saying that so you get under condemnation you can do that in a lot of different ways in the way that God has created you to do it um, one way for me which is the easiest for me is in the word and through nature and I got thinking about the beauty of the Lord think about this the desert, all sand, rocks. You know, it used to be, uh, to me, and my thoughts, ugly because there weren't any trees, no green or anything. But all of a sudden, I was thinking, oh, my word. After being in Israel and seeing all that desert area and the big rocks, and it's all the same color, sort of a brownish, goldy, tanny, dull. But... There is such a beauty to it because you have all that and then you have that gorgeous blue sky. It's absolutely fabulous. It's easy to see his hand in that creation. Then you go from that and you think about the beauty of the Lord and the mountains, that are, like North Carolina. You know, the, the trees and the leaves. And, and then you're walking along the path and you look down and you see this beautiful, tiny little violet right there in all the pine needles and leaves you know it's not all that difficult to behold him in nature then you think about the animals the ants and the elephants and all that um 
in the word as we do that it's awesome he opens our hearts the scales begin to fall off one at a time and he opens our heart up and we see his glory and his goodness um, one of the things that I wanted to kind of talk about a little bit this morning and just share with y'all and they're all familiar to you it are the, the I am's of Jesus okay there you know we are we are he said, I am the life. And whenever I, I see that word or hear that word, I think of it in these gigantic capital letters. Life, not biological life, but eternal, everlasting, Zoe life. The life of God that's all lit up. He said, I am the life. Well, that life lives in us when we're a believer. Literally, the very flame of God is inside of us so that's one way to behold him within is to think about that flame of God the life of God the bright uncreated light that is in within in us in each one of us oh my goodness um, so he said I am the life I am the resurrection I am the way I am the truth um, I am the door, what else? The beginning and the end, the bread of life. Um, one I ran across just recently that, you know, you can get so familiar with reading the word, it just kind of goes like this, and you don't really see or hear what's going on. But I ran across this one, and it just absolutely thrilled my heart. Jesus said, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. That's a really big one. That it never, it just never impinged on me that he was an I am. It was an I am. You know, we list all these I ams. He is with us even until the end of the world. No matter what goes on, no matter what our government does or doesn't do, no matter what for, the foreign countries do, no matter what happens to my body. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes. You know, we will change. Our outer man changes day by day. Our inner man is being renewed day by day. No matter what goes on, he is with me and he will never leave me. He is in me. I am in him. He is in me. He is in you. He is, oh, it's so wonderful. And, and, and he will never change. In him, this thought hit me and I, I just wanted to share this. In him, in his kingdom, in him, he and us, we and him. There is no time because he is outside of time. We, this ought to make the ladies feel good, <laughs> and the men really. We are ageless. <laughs> For those of us that are uh, maturing a little bit here, <laughs> that was a thrilling thought. 
we are ageless. We can relate to each other, whether it's a five-year-old in the natural or a 95-year-old. If you are in him and he's in you, you are joined, you are one. You can relate, you can talk about the goodness of God, the things of the Lord, the, the beauty, the, the, um, the provision that he has made for us. Three-year-olds can get it. When my little granddaughter, Anna, was three years old, we were playing fort one day, and we were under this blanket, and it was all dark under there, and, all, and she was having a great time. But all of a sudden, she goes, I've got to get out. Mimi, I've got to get out. I said, go ahead, Anna, crawl out real quick. She crawled out. She jumped up. She threw her arms up, and she looked up, and she said, the shine of God. I have to live in the shine of God. I go, me too. <laughs> I mean, she had a revelation. Isn't that glorious? So we are ageless. So we don't need to worry about a lot of that stuff. And don't let the fiery darts of the enemy that he wants to fling all the time at you come in and take lodging in there and cause you to get all discouraged and upset and this and that just because this is happening or this isn't happening so that that I am that I am with you always even till the end of the world even until the end of the age he is never gonna leave nobody can snatch us out of his hand hallelujah for that now I wanted to turn over here and look at Psalm 46 um, this is just a very familiar Psalm I guess it's the book of Psalms is the next to my most favorite book of the Bible. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm just going to read a few verses here. Psalms 46, starting at verse 1. God, I love it that it just starts out with his name, just like the book of Hebrews. All of Paul's letters that start out, Paul, the servant of God, and I don't know who wrote Hebrews, but then you get over there to Hebrews and you go... God, it's the first word. Well, that's the first word of this psalm. God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth should change and though the mountains slip into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains quake at its swelling, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of our God, the holy dwelling places of the Most High. We are the holy dwelling places of the Most High. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. There is a river, a river of life. Where does that river come from? It doesn't just flow out of the ground somewhere, you know. It comes from the throne of God, the river of life flowing from his throne through him to us back out to all of those that we come in contact with. Because over in Ezekiel it says, everywhere the river flows, life comes. How glorious can that be? You know, all this stuff we're hearing about the changes on the earth, 
the earth is doing this and it's doing that and the da-da-da-da-da and we don't even need to go into all of that. But this says, even if the earth should change and all the mountains just fall over <laughs> or we have the ground open up, we will not fear. And the reason we will not fear is because the one who is perfect love lives in us. And perfect love, what does it do? Cast out, throws out, throws away all fear. Gets rid of it. Now, later on in that same scripture over there in 1 John, it says, uh, he, if, if you fear, you haven't been made perfect in love. Well, that used to put me under condemnation like you would not believe until I finally started getting the grace the grace, and really it's getting Jesus, seeing Jesus. It's not just a message. It is Jesus himself. Well, perfect love casts out all fear because that perfect one who is perfect love lives within me. He lives within you. You don't have to try to conjure up the love. I used to try to conjure it up. You know, be nice to people for a while. Well, that just only lasts for so long. <laughs> In your flesh, no. You can only be nice for a certain amount of time. And then it's all over with. So, so the day that the revelation hit that the one who is perfect, the one who is love, the one who is life, the one who is light, lives within and it's he that is working to do according to his good pleasure in me so I can rest in his finished work the work that Jesus did on the cross I just went ah oh, okay there's that river of life I'm just gonna lay back and float in it and and let him his current his love take me where he wants me to go it takes the stress and the strain out of life. Now, it's easy to stand up here and say all that until you're right in the middle of a situation. And then it's like, pray, pray, pray. <laughs> you know? But he's so patient and so loving and so kind. He doesn't get weary with us. Um, so there is no fear in his kingdom. No fear in him, in his realm, in his life. And um, I ran across this scripture in Galatians chapter 6. It says, for neither is circumcision or uncircumcision anything. But the thing that matters is the new creation. The new creation. That's what we are. We are a new creation when we're in Christ. And I know all of this is pretty basic to all of y'all, but it's sort of fun to just get up here and share it. And, and just, you know, those of us that love the Lord, that we never get tired of hearing the message, the message of his love and his grace and who he is and the finished work of Jesus Christ and the blood, the powerful blood, the blood of Jesus. And not only that, thinking about those things I told you about that happened earlier to people. Well, we, we have angels. And, and they're on guard around us all the time if, if we ask for them. 
And when we ask God to put those angels on guard around us, they are never off duty. And I just remind the Lord of that (laughs) because I have to remind myself of that. Um, It's such a comfort when, when you live in a world that is changing and that the people of the evil one are rising up and getting more bold. Well, guess what? We can run to the throne of grace with great boldness and we can be as bold as a lion speaking the truth of the love of Christ and what he did in the cross and we don't have to be afraid of them. When, uh, there's another psalm that says, when I am afraid, I will trust in you. And um, an, another scripture over in Galatians, it says, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything but faith working through love. Well, we have the faith because we've believed. He's the author and finisher of our faith. He is the one who is love. So, the thing that is the most important thing is the new creation walking out its life, letting him live his life out through us in love. As we minister to those that we don't even like because he loves them. We can see them forgiven and loved because of what Jesus did. It's so, um, just so amazing to me that that love, you know, love fulfills all the law, Scripture tells us. And sometimes, you know, we do. We have this sin quarantined in the flesh. We have this body that we have to deal with until we are so privileged for the day that we can just go and step right out and step right into his presence. But until then, we, until then, Who I really am has to deal with this thing that carries me around. And we don't want to badmouth it because God, he he created it. He did it, you know. So we want to take care of it. Um, But I do look forward to the day, and I'm not suicidal or anything like that, but I do look forward to the day when it's no more faith and it's face to face face-to-face with my beloved. Oh, what a day of rejoicing that will be. Remember that old song? (laughs) That's a really old one. Um, Oh, okay. Just to, to reassure you, in case somebody's listening that needs to have this scripture, Romans 5, um, Romans chapter 5, Verses 1 through 5 are really good verses. And then you, you get down to verse 5, and it says, Hope does not disappoint. I'm not going to read all of them, but hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. The love of God has already been poured out King James says, shed abroad. Well, when I looked up that word in the Strong's, it means to be gushed out, running greedily out. And I got a picture in my mind of Niagara Falls. 
His love has just been Niagara'd into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Isn't that nice? Isn't that good of God? <laughs> he is good and he does good. No matter what is going on, all the time we can say that. We can, we can believe that. We can say that. We can know that. We don't have to question it. It might not always feel like it. It might not even look like it. But we don't focus on the things that are seen. They're temporary. We focus on the unseen realm, on the things above where he is seated at the right hand of the Father and we are seated there with him. It's a hard... It's, we know that in our spirit. Our spirit man really does get that. But to get it from down here in our spirit into this brain that we've got sometimes takes a little effort. But he's not going to quit. He's not going to give up on us. He's not going to quit giving us revelation. It's just, it's just his patience with his children is so big that it's hard to even comprehend. Um, I have a good friend, and we talk back and forth all the time, and it's like, but I don't understand this. And she'll say that, and then I'll say, but I, I don't really get this. And then we'll go back and forth. And one day, this has been some, some time ago, it suddenly dawned, <laughs> you know, the lights came on, wouldn't it be terrible, really awful, if we understood every single thing about God? He would be so small. That made me feel so good because he is so big. We'll never get it all, but he's making sure to give us revelation of his beauty of the finished work of what he did on the cross, of the power of the blood. The blood hadn't lost one iota of power. Not one single drop. has. It hadn't lost one bit of power since the day it was first shed. And that, that gives us comfort and encouragement to know. Um, there... There's so many strange things going on in our world. It's so different from how it was when I grew up. It's even different from how it was when my children were growing up. And just maybe a month ago, I ran into a lady in um, Long's Christian Bookstore. And she was just shopping, and I was shopping, and I didn't know her from Adam's house cat. And I wasn't even interested in talking to her because I had some things I had to do. But she wanted to talk. So she stopped me, and she wouldn't let me go. You know how people get grab hold of you? Not literally, but they grab you, and they start talking, and they, you just can't even back up from them. Well, she was telling me this thing that happened to her when she was in the Target store. Over here, I think it was the Target um, on 1792. She always, she had on this really interesting T-shirt, and I was looking at it, and so she started telling me this story. And she said, I always wear shirts that have Christian sayings or slogans or something to do with Christ or the cross or the blood or something on it. She said, I do that because that's the way I feel like God has spoken to my heart to be a witness. She said, I don't really talk a lot to people and... 
different kind of things. She said, this, that's my ministry. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. Maybe I ought to buy a t-shirt. You know how you do? You start trying to copy somebody. <sighs> but she, um, she was shopping in the Target. This is right here, you know, last month in October. She was shopping in the Target store. And this man came up to her, and I never had a chance to even get a word in to ask her, was it an employee or just a customer? But it's really irrelevant. He came up to her, and he says to her, you need to go in the restroom and turn your shirt inside out. And she goes, what? I mean, she just totally didn't get what he was saying. And he, so he repeated it a little more adamantly. And she goes, uh, what are you saying? And he, then he really gets adamant. And then it dawned on her because he said, the last, he said, go in the restroom and turn your shirt inside out because it is offensive to me. No, excuse me, he did not say to me, to me I added that. He just, she told me, he said, it is offensive. And she was just like, <sighs> and then she started, she said to him, well, you know, if you were the only one, she was going to start witnessing to him. And the man goes, how would you like to go down to 33rd Street? That's where the jail is. She goes, oh, oh, I would really like to go down there. I would like to go down there and talk to them about Jesus. Well, that really burned him up. He got infuriated, but then he didn't know what to do. So he just starts trying to get away from her. And so she's following him and telling him, you know, if you were the only person ever born, Jesus Christ would have died for you. And he's just trucking, and she finally gave up because she just, you know. But right here, right now, in our city, persecution for being a Christian. But when we know who it is that bought us and brought us back to him that came down, to us. We didn't have to work our way to him. He came to us and he lives in us. When we know that, we can respond. I think she was really great to respond the way she did. I would have probably gone, uh, 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 you know, who knows? We, we, we don't know how we will respond because at the moment God's grace will come upon us to respond the way he wants us to. We don't even have to sit here and try to figure out, oh my goodness, I'm... But her husband said to her, how, how did you do that? How, how could you talk to that man like that? He might have hauled you off to jail. And she responded back to him, what do you mean? Perfect love. Cast out all fear. I wasn't afraid. Didn't matter if I went down to jail. His perfect love cast out all fear. I had no thought of fear. And I thought about that when I was doing this. Isn't that marvelous? And somewhere over there in the Gospels, Jesus says, don't worry if they take you before the court. Don't worry about what you're going to say ahead of time. It'll be my spirit that'll give you the words to say. Oh, so we don't even have to get all scared and condemned or this or that um, about what we'll say in the moment. Okay. So that, per that perfect love, because he is the one who is perfect, has been poured out, gushed, niagara into our hearts. Oh my goodness, does that mean I only have five more minutes? Uh, <clears throat> okay. Um,
All right, real quick, real quick. Psalm 33, we gotta get over there to that. This is one of my favorites. Well, I have a lot of favorites, as, as you all do too. Um, we will just skip it all down to, to verse nine. It says, for he spoke, God spoke. For he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. Now listen to this. This gets me excited. The Lord nullifies the counsel of the nations. The Lord nullifies the counsel of the nations. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. Yes! <laughs> the counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart from generation to generation. Now listen to this. We've heard this quoted so many times. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And they always stop there. But the, it goes on and it says, The people whom he has chosen for his own inheritance. It's talking about blessed is the new creation. Blessed is his nation. Blessed are his people. Not this country or that country or this nation or that nation. Which it, it can include that if that nation has the Lord as their God. But we are the blessed, the royal priesthood, the holy nation, blessed of the Lord, blessed of the Lord, no matter what the other nations are doing, no matter what our government is doing, no matter, do not fear. Perfect love casts out all fear, all fear. So, well... That time went by pretty fast. Um, okay. Let me just... God's love is eternal. It is everlasting. He has loved us with an everlasting love and drawn us with cords of love, loving kindness and tender mercies. Um, I just I have to say this real quick. I feel like the Lord gave me one tiny little word to say I was really talking to him that I was a little nervous and blah, 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 you know, how you do. And I said, it's the men that kind of bother me. And because I like, you know, with the ladies, it's different in Tuesday morning Bible study. But anyway, all of a sudden within, it was so sweet and it was so precious and it was so gentle. And he said, but Barbara, I love all those men. So I just want to speak to the men. Now, the women know that God loves them but I think today for some reason there may be someone that the Holy Spirit wants you you man whoever you are to know God loves you he is not disappointed with you he loves you he delights in you and even in your weakness he is drawn to you and he loves you so I just um, want you to remember that and don't forget that. So Lord, we just come and we thank you so much that in your realm, in your kingdom, there is no fear. Because you who are the all in all, you live in us. And where you are, there is no fear. 
There is love, there is joy, there is peace, patience, kindness, all the fruit of the Spirit. We thank you for that, Lord. And I thank you that you put self-control as the last one in the list of the fruit of the Spirit because it's your you in us, not us trying to grab hold and control. We thank you, Lord. We rest in you. We rest in what you did. We thank you that that river of life flows from your throne to us and brings life everywhere we go. We thank you, Lord. You are mighty and awesome. In Jesus' name, amen.